The perfect combination of versatile athleisure and training apparel has arrived. Thanks to the visionary minds of New Balance, Clutch Athletics, and Rich Paul, the designs reflect the heart of the athlete and the spirit of the community. With rising defensive stars Will Anderson and Chase Young on the roster, Clutch Athletics brings the best innovative gear to all athletes, giving them style and performance on and off the field. Learn more and purchase Clutch Athletics at NewBalance.com. The all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe is equipped with everything you need to break free from the dull work week and embark on an adventurous weekend with your family. The all-new Hyundai Santa Fe's features like available H-Track all-wheel drive, standard third-row seating, available dual wireless charging pads ensure you can take on any adventure. Available H-Track all-wheel drives you can take on the dirt trails and kick up some mud. Standard third-row seating so your whole family can experience the thrill together. Available dual wireless charging pads so no one gets stuck in the great outdoors with a dead phone. Whether you're tailgating out in the dirt lot, Carter Finley, shout out Carter Finley, or whether you're whitewater rafting, taking the entire family on an adventurous trip, maybe you're out camping at Mount Rogers. I used to go as a kid, wish my parents had a Hyundai Santa Fe. The Hyundai Santa Fe is perfect for your family outing. Learn more about the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. Hello and welcome to the Pick 6 Podcast, CBS NFL Podcast. I'm Katie Box here with Will Brinson and John Breach. Today we're discussing NFL future bets to make right now. Aaron Rodgers and his beef with Green Bay and the never-ending Tom Brady retirement news. Of course, make it make sure you keep it locked with us all off-season long for any news that you need for the NFL. Subscribe on the YouTube page. If you're listening to audio, download, follow, leave a five-star review. Tell your friends to listen and watch the pod. You know the deal. Obviously, we're already having a hard time speaking today, so this is going to be a fun one. Brinson and Breach, how are you? Good, great, grand. Spectacular. How are you doing, Breach? Brenton, are you coming to us from like an underground bunker? Is that, uh, yeah. And you so cannot disclose the location, so you have a completely white background. Uh, I should have told you before <laughs> the podcast started what's going on. Um, I can drop like Carter Finley behind me. I think I got some kind of settings or maybe my, you know, I haven't done in a while is my. Um, my oh, like uh, a cool living my room? My little piano, my little. Uh, there we go. There we go. How's that? that, that better? Wow. Uh, so, Katie, before you got on the show, Brinson was using this background, and people thought that was his actual house, and they it's were nice. impressed that he owned a grand piano, when in <laughs> fact, this is not Brinson's <laughs> actual house. He does not own a grand piano, uh, and so I would just like anybody I, watching on YouTube to know that for a fact. I believe the actual quote was, of all the people on planet Earth who you would think would own a piano but not be able to play a piano. Like, I would be, like, one of the, like, the top people that you would pick for that. Well, for that and I could just imagine after a couple cocktails, even if you don't know how to play the piano, I could oh, just I see don't. you on there getting all, like, Elton John on us. Although, oddly enough, I guess, ironically, which obviously, you know, literally the most overused term in the world, <laughs> um, outside of literally, uh, my mother taught piano. Oh, and, and has a piano at her house, and oh, I that's cannot iron. play the piano. That is iron. Did, that she, is most certainly did iron. she try to teach you, and you just didn't want to, or she just didn't even bother? I don't really recall ever trying. Oh. I think that it was. Well, I think it was one of those where she taught. She would taught piano 
for like other, you know, she like, she, you know, thought she didn't want to deal with me. <laughs> the only song Brinson knows is that one from the hangover. What do tigers dream of when they take a little tiger snooze? That's it. That's Brinson's whole, multiple hangover references in the last two shows too. I know. Uh, Brady said that he looked like uh, Galifianakis the other day, which a thinner version, we should say. He said he looked like a thinner version. Um, But yeah, especially with the hair like this, you can see it. The only song I know on the piano is, what is it? Is it Chopsticks? The do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-
with them being plus 135. So give me the Bills uh, at that plus number to win the division. I like that. I like them to win yeah. the division, but I wouldn't bet them to win the Super Bowl again. Breach. Yeah, you don't want to lose your money there, Katie. I, I, we know you don't like. Well, the you bills, can just you don't have to bet the Bills to win the Super Bowl right now at that short number. Just I mean, like when the playoffs start, they're going to be. What like I'm saying is, I like I like the bet to win the division. I wouldn't bet them farther than that. Based I, I know, but I'm but I'm saying that like even if you think that they might win the Super Bowl, what are they to win the Super Bowl right now? Seven to one, something like that. Like something mm-hmm. that it's not a very good number. Yeah, like you have to wait the entire season, hope nothing goes wrong. Whereas nine, to just, nine to one, nine to one, nine to one. I mean, still, like, still I, it's, it's just, it's just, yeah. I will just say the one thing that scares me about the Bills is that they are a division where I think the Dolphins got better and they went nine and eight last season. I think that the Patriots got better with the old addition by subtraction. Yeah. Just getting rid of Matt Patricia automatically makes that team better. And they went eight and nine last season. So even if their offense is just good enough to win, say, two more games, maybe they go 10 and seven. And then the Jets obviously got better. That team went seven and ten with Zach Wilson, and you had Aaron Rodgers, and it just seems like all those teams feel like they got at least one win better, and those wins have to come from somewhere. And I feel like the Bills would be the team that, you know, I, I do think the Bills. I will predict them to win the division, but I'm not sure I feel comfortable betting on them. But what, but what you're describing is literally last year's AFC West, where everyone's like the Chief, you know, the, the Raiders got better, the Chargers got better, the Broncos got obviously got better. They got Russell Wilson. It, it just seems very, very similar in terms of the setup. And, and like, the Chiefs were so dis- – I think the Bills would be plus – like clo- I think the Bills would be closer to the Jets if the Chiefs had not won that But hold on. There was, a, there was a small difference there is that not only did the other teams, the AFC West – like, that storyline took off because not only the – Chiefs, yeah. Chiefs lost Tyree Hill. Chiefs lost Tyree Hill. The Bills didn't lose anyone, and we're having this conversation. So – we're still saying that well, I mean, these other I, teams. Yeah, I mean, I think know? that you can easily make the case that the Bill, that the Chiefs are a better overall team than the Bills, and that they're more trustworthy because they have Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes. Like, but I mean, you know, I'm not. You know, that's the one difference I think um, that the you know you could maybe have a little concern. But you're talking about second year with Ken Dorsey. I, I think they'll be fine. I'm, I'm not. I'm not. I think the Bills will win the division. Plus one. Plus money for the Bills to win the division. Dom in the chat just said he set his money on fire and bet the Bills to win the Super Bowl. This feels like the Bills can win the Super Bowl. Like nobody believed in us, you jabronis. There's there's also the uh, little known uh, fact or trend that once a quarterback starts dating a celebrity, they tend Uh to win the MVP. You look at Aaron Rodgers when he was dating Olivia Munn, won the MVP also Mm -hmm. with Shailene Woodley. And there is Josh Allen, who is now dating Haley Seinfeld, uh, musician and uh, and actress. So, yeah, maybe there's something to it. I, I did win MVP, that, but not the Super Bowl. Key, key distinction. Key, yes, not the Super Bowl. That's that's very right. That's very right. All right, Breach, what's your first bet? Uh, my first bet, you know what, Brinson had a division bet. Well, you know, Brinson was saying his are all plus money. All of my bets are plus 380 or longer, Brinson. None of this plus 135 junk. I am hitting home runs for people here. You're out here trying to hit dribblers, hit singles. I'm going to make the people uh, some big money. <laughs> Because all I need is one of these four to hit, and and you know you're going to profit off my picks. Uh, so my first one, since you start with the division winner, I will eight also to one, eight to one to lead the league in rushing yards. Get out of town. I, I will also go with a division winner here. Uh-oh. Oh no, no, I won't. I, I will go with uh, since <laughs> Philly on, on the screen. Derrick Henry to lead the league in rushing. Philly's making my decision for me. Uh, first prediction <laughs> is Derrick Henry is plus eight hundred to lead 
the NFL in rushing yards. To me, that is bonkers. That is absolutely stunning value to be able to get with Derrick Henry. And I know what you're yeah. thinking. Uh, maybe he hasn't been as good as he has in the past few years. Well, first of all, uh, last season, when every team, you know, everybody's already trying to stop him because he's on, just because he's the Titans' whole offense. But you had to like add on to that because the Titans didn't have Ryan Tannehill for five games. So teams knew Derrick Henry was literally the only way this team was going to win. And he still finished second in the NFL in rushing. So despite all the issues they had with their offensive line, with their quarterback situation, Derrick Henry still finished second in the NFL in rushing. He has finished top two in the NFL in rushing in three of the past four years, uh, you know, leading the league in 2019 and 2020. And you're giving me plus 800 with Tannehill with an offense that has proven that the only thing they know how to do is block for Derrick Henry. Uh, yeah. I'm going to take plus 800 here. I love hey, it. Just out of curiosity, Breach, um, since you're poo-pooing my picks and touting <laughs> your own touts. Um, <laughs> and going you, against you, the Brinson model? I said if I was going to pick someone, it would be the Bills. I just wouldn't bet money on them. That's well, agreeing right, with so Brinson. You mentioned that Derrick Henry has been first or second in the in the league in rushing yards. Uh, each in three of the four last in three of the last four years. Uh, w- what happened in that year where he didn't finish second, and, and, and was it and what was it a result of? Uh, he got injured. Why? Why did he get injured? Did it have to do anything with like the number of carries he had maybe the year before? Why would that have anything to do with it? Why would that? Because there's a rule of three hundred. There's a. I feel like you're like, doing the. Okay, Brinson. He had three hundred carries in 2019, and then rushed for two thousand yards in 2020. The rule three hundred rules don't apply to Derrick Henry. That's that's what Bill Barnwell and I said in the middle of the 2020, 2021 season. We're like, I, I guess the football outsiders rule. It's three thirty is the rule, I believe. Three hundred thirty carries or more. You hit three hundred thirty carries or more. Um, you are more than likely to break down the following year. No, 300- he, but he was still on. He was on pace for eighteen hundred rushing yards. It's not like he slowed down or took a step back. It he was got hurt a because he took too many carries. A fluke injury. Like, are you kidding me? It had nothing to do with the amount of carries he took. I would guess that it did. So it's interesting. They have John, the the odds have Jonathan Taylor and Nick Chubb above Derrick Henry at plus 750, which, you know, Jonathan Taylor didn't have a great season last season. Nah, I I don't don't hate the idea. Well, I mean, with Jonathan Taylor, you get Anthony Richardson in there. Typically, when you get a mobile quarterback, that opens things up for, um, you know, for for your running back a little bit more. They have a decent offensive line. Ryan wasn't doing it. Yeah, Matt Ryan. Yeah, uh, we, saw, we saw with Jalen Hurts. Like it really helped Miles Sanders when he when he developed. You talk about that same offense coming over uh, to Indianapolis, and then with um, Nick Chubb. You know, you have a situation where you know, with if Deshaun Watson is reasonably decent this year, Chubb will have a much easier time running the football. I think again, a lot of these futures odds, we're seeing them get squeezed. There should, I mean. the these shouldn't be this many guys under 15 to one to lead the league in rushing. It's really hard to do. You have to stay healthy over a long period of time. You have to be effective. Um, you know, it involves like whether or not your team has leads, for instance, now the Titans to breach his point, like to breach his credit, the Titans are the, one of the teams where even if they're losing in games, like the Titans are going to want to keep games low scoring. And even if they're losing in games, I, I don't envision a situation where they stop feeding Derrick Henry if he's healthy. So I, I don't hate, I mean, like, I, you know, I just wanted to crap on Breach's bet because he he did on mine. But like, um, you know, I, I tend to I tend to I tend to think that like, look, Derrick Henry is always capable of leading the league in rushing, and the fact that he's not the the you know the fact that it's not like three to one or five to one is some value. It's just I, I hate a future like this at sub ten to one because it's just so hard to hit. Yeah, 
All right. Well, um, you guys are giving tons of value, which I understand. And I have some value picks down the line, but why not make some money with the very first week, the very first night? I'm looking at the Lions and the Chiefs. Obviously, Chiefs are laying seven now. It opened up at six and a half, already been bet up, but the total is 54. And so I'm going to take this under 54. And as much as I like the fighting Dan Campbells, and I do really think that they have improved this offseason. And a fun fact that I was reading, did y'all know that Jared Goff is the most profitable quarterback against the spread in week one over the past 20 years? He's six to zero against the spread in his openers, obviously with the Rams and then here with the Lions. But I'm still not going to doubt Patrick Mahomes, so I'm laying off of the side. I do like this under, and it's basically just based on a lot of week one trends. Since 2000, the under is hit in 53% of week one games. Also, Thursday night game, as we know, Thursday night games, incredibly low scoring. Um, all but four games, I believe, last year in TNF, uh, with a total of 50 or greater, uh, hit the under at 78%. We do know that offenses offenses tend to struggle a little bit out the gate, and uh, I do think that the Lions have improved their secondary, so I like this under 54. Yes, it's at minus 110. You're not getting crazy value, but if you want to make some money, very first game, I like the under. I, you're not going to, you know, I think you see these teams start slowly, you know, out of the gate. Uh, I I'm, guess I'm trying to think. I feel like the um, uh, the Bucks and the Cowboys game started really slowly and then kind of took off late. I might be crazy. Um, and then – we had the what was it the year? Uh, I'm trying just trying to think of these these first and then the Rams the and last couple, the Rams yeah. and th- that barely got well. Depend on where you got the number. It was like right there in the I 2021 I, season when it was yeah yeah. I mean I, I mean I think you can see a situation where the number comes down a little bit as we get closer to the uh, you know, closer to the start of the season. I I'm, I'm fine with it. I would say the only thing that scares me about the under and I like 95 percent of Katie's logic. Um, the only thing that scares me though, Katie is the chiefs. If you look at yeah. the past six week, one openers, the first game of the season, uh, three of them have hit the over and two of those three involve the chiefs. So the chiefs have only played in it twice in the past since 2017. They played the Patriots 2017. That was a 42, 27 final. And then they played the Texans in 2020. And that was a 34 to 20 final. So like the chiefs always come at. I mean, this is, Brent, yeah. we said all the time, this is Andy Reid off the bye. You know, this is Andy Reid with five months of preparation to dice up your defense. And so just the fact that the Chiefs have scored uh, so many points in their week one openers, that would be the part that would scare me there. Yeah. Everything else I like. So it's really, you know, offenses generally start slow to start the season, except for the Chiefs. I agree with you, but I do think that the Lions have beefed up their secondary, both in the draft and uh, in free agency. So that will be interesting to see. And I believe that some of those totals were like 56, 55, a little bit even higher than this one is. But yeah, I mean, with the Chiefs betting and under, it's always a gamble, but I'm still sticking with that one. Brinson, what is your second pick to make right now? Uh, apparently the Falcons division winner. At plus 260, uh, look, I'm sort of kind of beating a dead horse, so to speak, or beating a dead bird, beating a dirty bird, I guess it would be. (laughs) A Um, dirty bird. Beating a dirty bird here. Yeah, because uh, these are are, are things that I've mentioned throughout the season. But that that tends to be a trend, you know, I I try to be consistent with 
you know, you find your approach, you find the stuff you like, and then you want to stay on it. And you know, especially like in the last two years, I've been tricked out of picking an accurate Super Bowl winner of the team I wanted to win the Super Bowl by someone maybe on this podcast with his shenanigans. Um, and so I, I'm not going to shy away from, I, I'm not going to shy away from, I don't shy away from leaning in to what I think will happen in the NFL season. And I think the Falcons are going to be a pretty good football team this year. Breach talked about the Titans and Derrick Henry. I think this is going to be the t- Tennessee light and that we are going to see B. John Robinson, who's, I professed my undying love for this this rookie running back. Uh, come in and be Arthur Smith's version of Derrick Henry. You got fresh legs. Um, you know, you you still have uh, you know plenty of, you have plenty of depth there. Uh, we saw Tyler Algier, a rookie last year, play well in that system. So I think it's an easy system to pick up. You got the you know signed Chris Lindstrom and Caleb McGarry to the New Deal, so they have consistency on the offensive line. And then Desmond Ritter is not you know going to magically turn into Tom Brady or you know like freaking Peyton, 2004 Peyton Manning all of a sudden overnight, but he fits very similarly um, with what, you know, we saw from Ryan Tannehill in Tennessee. And then they added a lot to the defense. I just saw a lot of improvements in Atlanta. I think at almost three to one, you're getting some really good value here on the Falcons to win the division. I can't disagree. I I, I, mean, I feel like the NFC South is where the money is to be made this year. If you can kind of, point to a team that's going to win it they're all plus money whether you bet the saints at plus 115 brinson's bet the falcons at plus 260 the panthers at plus 330 the fact that the falcons somehow just kind of snuck their way to seven and ten they added Bijan robinson as brinson said uh you know the panthers have that huge question mark with bryce young you don't know what they're going to look like who knows what's going to happen in new orleans who we've seen quarterbacks switch teams and not play well uh it's sure Derek carr has his buddy John Gruden coming in, helping him learn the offense. But uh, who knows if that's actually going to help. So, Brinson, unlike your Bills pick where I wasn't fervently on board with, I like this <laughs> one a lot. My biggest concern is honestly the Carolina Panthers. Um, and this is like the Saints yeah. would be decent too. Um, but uh, I actually saw, I think it was Ian Harditz of uh, PFF or uh, I think it was PFF, maybe my fantasy, uh, my fantasy life, whichever one it is now. Um, he put up a PFF screenshot of – it's like two quarterbacks. Like, can you guess who these two quarterbacks are? It's like um, the, the the better graded one was Andy Dalton. The lower graded one was Derek Carr from last year, which I just think is an interesting thing and only helps to beef up Breach's approval of my uh, pick. Uh, Brinson, what is the Brinson model? Well, one, how many wins do you have the Falcons getting? And like, and just also like in division, do you think they're splitting games with, say, the Saints and the the Panthers? Or do you think they could sweep anybody? I'm glad you asked that, Katie. Of course, I do have the Brinson model mm-hmm. handy. The uh, what, what, actually, <laughs> did you come? Up, did you tell me somebody was telling me a different name for the Brinson model? It's like the Brinson method, maybe. Um, oh, <laughs> it's, I, no, I, I, I like, like model. model. I like model because I like to people. I like people to know that this is a high level, yeah. um, you know, uh, yeah. very proprietary projection system. Uh, here's mm-hmm. what here's what I have for the for the Falcons. I've been beating Carolina at home in week one. They lose at Tampa Bay. They Ooh. win at home against New Orleans, win at home against Tampa Bay, lose at Carolina, and lose at New Orleans. So a straight split for the Falcons, who I get to 10 wins without, mm-hmm. uh, you know, by just splitting in the division. And again, like, and, and actually, it's a great question by you because it, it, it comes back to the, um, you know, the whole thing about them 
having a pretty choice schedule because Carolina Green Bay to start at Detroit, at Jacksonville, have both losses. Houston at home is a W. Washington, I even give a W at home, a loss at home against Washington uh, at Tampa Bay, a loss, as I mentioned. I mean, there's just a lot of chances for this Falcons team to pile up wins if they're, a, if they're solid defensively and in an elite rushing team, which I think they can be. Yeah, I like that. But splitting in the division, which shows kind of how close this division matches up. All right, Breach, what is your next bet to make right now? Oh, uh, well, I like this. Hell yeah. I know. It's like Katie and I are best friends now because I know what her next prediction is, which I won't mention right this second. But my prediction is for her team, uh, the San Francisco 49ers. Finishing- this, is, this is podcast pandering. This is, this is <laughs> well, I didn't even know. Podcast. I didn't even know breaches. Yeah, I feel like they might be podcast treason because you guys are just, <laughs> you guys are just <laughs> each other. Brenton's gonna hate life when it's the Bengals 49ers Super Bowl. We're just have to kick him off the podcast. Oh, I can't wait. Two hey, on one. Hey, He's not know what to do. How have the Bengals 49ers Super Bowl is going for the Bengals in, in this? That doesn't. We don't need to talk about that yet. We'll wait till it actually happens, and yes. then I'll cry about it. Um, but look. Here's what I see with the 49ers. This is a team that obviously made it to the NFC title game last year, despite all of their issues at quarterback. And not only did they make it to the NFC title game, they finished 13 and four. They were only one game off having the best record in the NFL. So you're telling me the team that plays in a much easier conference than, you know, any of these AFC teams you would think about betting on uh, their quarterback situation. Kyle Shanahan, you know, for sure is going to make sure he has three quarterbacks who could all capably fill in if he needs it. Cause that guy knows he's jinxed with these quarterback injuries. He's thinking, all right, I got Brock Purdy. I got Sam Darnold. I got Trey Lance. All these guys are going to get first team reps during the preseason so that I know and trust every single one of them can play at some point during the season. And then you look at their schedule. They're in not a difficult division. I mean, the Cardinals and Rams feel like layup games for them. Uh, the Seahawks, obviously not as easy, but I, man, I could just see the 49ers running off 14 wins finishing with the best win. And at plus 800, really, the team that finished one game off the best record has plus 800 going into the season. I love it. I like the 49ers. I love that. $30, Actually, by the uh, way. I forgot. $30. You, you like that, Katie? Okay. You like I love you it. Like it I love it. Really? I love that. Well, you I'm know, Niners Twitter right now <laughs> is is in uh, an uproar. I don't know if you guys saw that uh, Sam Darnold got the, uh, the reps with the ones yesterday and Trey Lance was sent down to the twos and Trey Lance apparently had three drops. Sam Darnold only had two. And so everyone's thinking, oh, is Sam or yeah, it's Sam Darnold, right? I'm getting the right quarterback. Is Sam Darnold going to replace uh, Trey Lance, which I'm, I'm sure they all get their reps with the ones and the twos and it's not that big of a deal. But I agree with what you're saying. Um, it seems like what's going on with Brock Purdy right now, they really, really like the, the uh, progress that he's making. And I wouldn't be surprised if Sam Darnold passes Trey Lance on the depth chart. It, it, it wouldn't be insane to think that with Brock Purdy's situation and his injury that, you know, if, if you believe like the idea that Sam Darnold can be a good quarterback in the Kyle Shanahan system is not outrageous. It's not crazy. Like, not remotely yeah. outrageous. Like dudes who, yeah, that's right. Breaches the 49ers helmet, which solidifies Hell the point yeah. about Sam Darnold. Like, Great. Sam Darnold had, correct me if I'm wrong here, Todd Bowles, Adam Gase, and Matt Rule as his head coach. Oh, is not ideal. Not great, Bob. And so not now even he's close in to Shanahan. Right. Now you get Kyle Shanahan, and you get this offensive system that is just designed to bring out the best in quarterbacks by virtue not just of – like it's 
not just his ability to, ability to uh, you know surprise defenses with the way that it it, it builds off of this you know it builds play action off of the run game it, you know the it flows one way it, it makes you believe that the the 49ers are doing something it's it disguises stuff and builds layers on top of it but two the reads are easy you don't have to be some elite processing quarterback you just have to be able to wisely get the ball out quickly and to the right place look at Tua as a point guard in Mike McDaniel's system last year versus what he was doing before. It's the exact same thing. It would not be crazy if they said, okay, we think we can survive with Sam Darnold to start the season. And then if Brock Purdy's healthy enough, we'll bring it along. If Sam's playing great, we don't rush Brock Purdy back. Um, or if Sam stinks, then we just throw Trey Lance in there and figure it out. It's, it, the 49ers have done a good job giving themselves outs for the various uh, yeah. situations at quarterback this year. Well, because we've had so much experience with uh, quarterbacks not doing what they need to. Okay, we, we're going to get more to this. But we let me throw one more take... thing in, Katie, real quick. Real quick. Oh, yep. uh, the 49ers have the fifth best odds. So even though it's plus 800, it's not like they have the 10th best odds. They have yeah. The Chiefs have the best odds, followed by the Eagles, Bengals, Bills, and then the 49ers. You'd also be crazy to bet somebody in the AFC, to, in my opinion, versus the Agreed. NFC for that best record. Right, based on strength of schedule and who they're going against. All right, um, yes, agree 100%. We're going to take a quick break here. Um, but if you like winning picks, then Sportsline is your one-stop shop for the best bets on upcoming games. Get up-to-the-minute news, injury updates, and other need-to-know stats to make smart bets. Featuring the top voices in the betting space like Todd Furman, Mike McClure, Kenny White, Emery Hunt, myself, Katie Mox, and more, Sportsline is on every Monday through Friday at 6 p.m. Eastern, available uh, on the go via the CBS Sports app. You're watching Pick 6. We'll be right back. Oh, look, there I am. All eyes are on Italy. Absolutely astonishing. As the race to qualify to Europe. Huge moment. All comes down to the final match day. It's a goal! Stream every pivotal Serie A match live on Paramount+. Plus. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits. Turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. 
Welcome back to the Pick 6 Podcast. Uh, if you are not following us on social, go ahead and do that at Pick 6 Pod across all social platforms. I do want to address one thing in the chat. Vic says Trey Lance slander stock is at its peak. I would not say any of this is Trey Lance slander. It's just not Sam Darnold slander. And unfortunately, we've seen more of Sam Darnold than we've ever seen of Trey Lance. I am hopeful that Trey Lance is going to be everything that we drafted him to be, but we just haven't seen that yet. And so we feel more comfortable talking about quarterbacks that we know can actually do well in this system. All right. And uh, well, I was going to say too, like very quickly, like you look at MVP odds, Trey Lance, as I almost threw this out there, Trey Lance's MVP 40 to one. It's just like, yeah, if it feels, you know, it feels like it should be 80 to one based on where we're at. It's, it's how restrictive that market has become. I agree. And all right, Breach, you scratched my back. I'm not going to scratch yours right now. I'm going to take the Bengals at 10 to 1 for a value pick to win the Super Bowl. Now, I have two bets that are kind of uh, $25 on each, and they're and they're kind of in the same realm here. So I'll just go through both of them. But first with the Bengals, obviously, the Chiefs are a favorite for a reason. And if you want to go chalk on this, there ain't no blame or shame there. You look at the Niners and the Eagles uh, and the Bills that, of course, round out the top of the odds board. Niners even though we just talked about it, it's still too many question marks for me at quarterback. And we haven't been able to get over that NFC uh, championship hump over the last couple of years. Eagles, I know Billy and Eagles fans don't like to hear this, but I do think they're due for some regression based on the strength of schedule and how hard it is to come back after losing a Super Bowl. So at 10 to one, I think this is the best odds that we are going to see the Bengals all season long. They're the favorite to win their division. They got Joe Burrow, who has been Mahomes kryptonite, only quarterback to beat him three times. Since he also has arguably the best trio of receivers. You got Jamar Chase, T. Higgins, Tyler Boyd. I know we're going to maybe get into Tyler Boyd a little bit later here. Uh, they've made some improvements in their defense in the draft. So I like that, but I'm also not mad at, which is maybe my second part of this bet, which also is $25. Maybe just say AFC North is the winning division for the Super Bowl at plus 450. You look at their quarterbacks, you got Joe Burrow, you got Lamar Jackson, you got Watson, which we don't even know what he's going to be yet, but he has the potential to be what he was at one point. You got proven head coaches. You got John Harbaugh, Zach Taylor, Mike Tomlin, never had a losing division. And you've got some really good defenses and all of those offensive weapons. So I do think that the AFC North maybe is a little bit slept on in terms of a division. But if I'm going to pick one, I like the Bengals. Ooh. I mean, obviously, you don't have to twist my arm on this one. I 100% agree <laughs> with the pick. I did not make it myself because I didn't want to go over homering, but I don't have to do it because Katie did it for me. Uh, <laughs> and I think I said this last week that to me, this team this year, the Bengals team, is without a doubt the best Bengals team they've had over the past three years. That includes the, the Super Bowl team from two years ago and the team that made the AFC Championship game last year. The biggest question mark was, hey, we lost a couple safeties. That's obviously an issue, but they upgraded on offense with the addition of Orlando Brown. The defense should still be plenty good. They still can rush the passer. They still are uh, solid all around. Um and like Katie said, you know, this is the one team that's been able to beat Patrick Mahomes. They dunked on the Bills in the playoffs last year. It just feels like a team that certainly has the talent to win it all. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I'm highly considering picking the Bengals to win the Super Bowl before the season. Uh, not as a not as a way to take out Breach and his favorite team, because I just think that they're that good. And Joe Burrow is, you know, He's just the, he's just the guy. Like there's few people in the NFL that I trust as much as Joe Burrow. I almost would take I would I've, I've made the case at various points that I would take him over Patrick Mahomes if I was starting a franchise, which sounds 
Absolutely insane. Uh, I think he would be my number two of Australian I franchise. He, he, I mean, he's just he's just a cold blooded killer, and this could be the first year where he's not coming into the season dealing with. And again, you know, knock on wood, find some wood and knock on. Uh, look, let's just knock on that door. Boop, 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 boop. <laughs> knock um, on the piano. <laughs> yeah, no, I guess I can knock on the piano. You know, the point being is like Burrow had his first year. He's a pandemic. He's a rookie. You know, he got his playbook early because he was the first overall pick, but it was still that's still a really difficult transition. Um, and then you have in your second year, he's coming off a torn ACL. And so while you know he's learning the playbook and he's you know he's he's getting on you know on the same page with his receivers, he's still like you know mostly focusing on physical recovery. And then you have the the you know the burst appendix uh, last year. So if Burrow can be a hundred percent going into the season this year, we can see the Bengals get off to a hot start. And rip off, you know, 12, 14, 13, 14 wins, get the number one seed, and then, you know, go streaking on a little run and, and maybe make the Super Bowl again. How do y'all feel about the um, AFC North as the winning division? Because you look at other teams in there, and I know that we're worried about the Ravens and how far Lamar Jackson is going to go into this season, but you can't say that looking at that roster that they're not a contender. Well, I think, um, and Breach again, you know, Homer, because you're, you know, you're, we were talking about your, so it's plus 450. I'm trying to think what the math would be. I, I like Oh, I think it actually might be plus 475. I think, I think it's plus 475. I was going to say, I, I like uh, the bet because I think there is, like, I've been, I, I know that Browns fans are, are, all, hate me right now because I said <laughs> they're going to go seven and 10. Um, I, yeah, I had the Steelers going nine and eight. Like, I don't think Kenny Pickett's going to turn them into a Super Bowl contender and suddenly they just, you know, light it up. But the dude play, you know, the, the guy almost won an ACC championship and much, obviously much more difficult to win a Super Bowl. But point being is you're talking about the third and fourth best teams there. The depth of the AFC North, I might take, you know, the Steelers or the Browns over – the Raiders over the value here. The Bron- yeah. yeah, I mean, so like the value there is pretty good because you're getting really two elite teams. I've made, you know, I've, but- and to that point, Brinson, somehow the AFC North has the second worst odds for a division when it comes to betting on the division that's going to win the Super Bowl, which makes no sense to me because I feel like it's if, – if you were looking at a division and said, could any one of these teams win the Super Bowl – that would probably be the division I go with. You know, like the NFC East obviously has the Cowboys and Eagles. I don't think the Commanders – they're kind of on the level with the Steelers where maybe they're good, but I, I would trust the Steelers over the commanders. Obviously there's the AFC West, but as a whole, I think I trust the AFC North a little bit more, even though every single division has question marks. I don't think there's any division where you can say all four teams are absolutely Super Bowl contenders, but I told Katie before the show that I almost had the exact same bet. And this was it. I almost played the AFC North Super Bowl bet. It just seems like at least three of these teams will make the playoffs. And when you have, three of the seven teams in there, you have a pretty good, almost a 50% chance of warming them ending up in the Super Bowl. I mean, three to make the playoffs, it might be a stretch. Two to make the playoffs feels, I mean, like a lock. Three. Three is totally possible. Look, the Browns, dude, Deshaun Watson could be awesome again. And nobody's going to feel great about that. But it's entirely possible. (laughs) Yeah. It is. It is entirely possible. I mean, yeah, we'll have to see how that goes. All right, Brinson, what is your next bet you are making right now? Oh, yes. Texans in the division. Yeah, we're going deep here. I think that um, with the Texans and the Panthers and the Colts, you know, you kind of need to take your stand here and say, if I like one of these teams to win its division, or I like one of these teams to be a much improved team, 
then you need to get that bet in now before we really start to see, you know get into training camps and you see um, whether injuries happen to other quarterbacks or other key players on on teams that might be considered ahead of these ahead of these like you know if oh God, I hate even, I hate even speaking this into it. let's just say that if the top running back on the Atlanta Falcons, which is yet to be determined because they still you know the depth chart has sort itself out, uh, if that if that running back suffered an injury, you know or if or let's say that let's say the quarterback in New Orleans, you know, I don't want to say anybody's name and injury because it feels bad, but yes. like, yes, if 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 Derek, like if Derek Carr got hurt in training camp, and it would completely flip the odds for the for the for the NFC South. I mean, they have Jameis Winston. I don't know if it would completely flip it. Well, then that's an indictment of the Saints. <laughs> no, I'm saying that they have one of the better backup court. Like that's not a great example because they have one of the. I, I understand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, like they have. But a the point being is, like, there, there's two things that could happen. One, we could see injuries happen that could cause these these odds to shrink. And then two, what if CJ Stroud looks awesome in training camp? If CJ Stroud looks like if CJ Stroud is an awesome offseason, and most people usually have a great offseason, um, you know, we could see those odds move up. So I think with the Colts. With the Texans, with the Panthers, if you're interested in betting on those teams to be, um, you know, to be successful this year, you want to consider getting it in earlier rather than later. Because if the rookie quarterback plays well going yeah. into the season, Shift. those odds will shrink. Obviously, if the quarterback rookie quarterback plays poorly, the odds will get longer. You'll feel bad, but you already, you know, like you've already, you're already putting your eggs in that basket anyway. Uh, you know, Brinson, it's funny that you mentioned this now. I think we both talked about a little bit last week when we talked about the AFC South that the Texans felt like a money you should sprinkle money on. Brinson's pouring it on. Um, and, you know, Robert Woods last week, I think last Friday, you know, he just signed with Houston and kind of held his first long press conference and was just asked his thoughts on the team. And he said he felt like this, that the Texans 2023 version feels a lot like the Rams did in 2017. And that was a Rams team that I think went four and twelve in 2016. They fired Jeff Fisher. Uh, Robert Woods signs with them in 2017, about a month after they hired Sean McVay. So he's going to practice. He's saying, "Man, McVay is firing everyone up. Everyone's buying into this." And then that team made the playoffs, went to the Super Bowl the next year. So you have a guy who was in that situation saying this feels very similar. So to hear someone from the inside saying that and specifically comparing them to another team, uh, man. You can sell me on the Texans, even though my next bet is going to completely contradict <laughs> Brenton. I, well, I don't hate it. I, I I like the idea of the Texans winning this division. I mean, ten, I love think it. About like Katie just picked you know, the, and I and I again I like the Bengals to win the Super Bowl, but ten to one to win the Super Bowl, and you're almost getting ten to one to win your division in a division yeah. where let's just sleep on the fact that the Jaguars were three and seven. 11 weeks, I believe, into the year last year, or 10, maybe 10 weeks in going into their bye, looked done and reeled off some wins and, and won the division. Houston has, they've upgraded quarterback with C.J. Stroud. Massive upgraded coach, in my opinion, from Lovey Smith to Dabeka Ryan, just breach points out. And the comparison that Robert Woods brings up is interesting because when Sean McVay was hired, he brought in um, uh, Wade Phillips. As he's like, look, I know what I know. I know offense. I got to focus on being a CEO here. I want to bring in somebody I can trust to run my defense. Well, D'Amico didn't bring in like an old, you know, they bring in like you know Norm Chow or or anybody like that, but he did bring in Bobby Slowick from the 49ers. And I think that the you know the passing game coordinator there, that is really intriguing to me. You look at Devin Singletary and Damian Pierce as running backs in that backfield, and then you add Robert Woods, one of the best blocking wide receivers out there. You have a good offensive line, and you don't have the DeAndre Hopkins elite one that they had back in the day when Watson and, and Hopkins were playing, but you have like a, a wide receiver depth chart now with Brandon Cooks going that I just think is like 
it's good enough. And they also added Dalton Schultz, who doesn't get enough credit. I think you look at those pieces they got on defense and you add Demeco Ryans, it just wouldn't shock me if the, if the Texans won eight or nine games and took this division. I love it. Breach, next bet. Oh, boy. After that long conversation, my next bet is the Titans <laughs> winning the AFC Ooh. South. Uh, here's the thing is that I think that the AFC South, you know, we talked about the AFC South when Brinson put his bet on the Falcons, and, and the AFC South also feels pretty open. I think Jacksonville probably has uh, maybe the best all-around roster in the division, but it's not like head and shoulders not above. Not minus 170 good. Right, right? not minus 170 good. And plus, they're going to have a target on their backs this year. This isn't like Jacksonville being able to sneak up on anyone. They're the defending division champion. Everyone is going to be coming after them. And I just feel like every year, everyone sleeps on the Titans. Since Frable's been hired, there's always a question mark like, oh, they, they added Ryan Tannehill. Can this guy, as their starting quarterback, can this team actually be any good? Uh, and then they were. Or Derrick Henry's injured. Can they possibly survive? Look, that team got the number one seed when Derrick Henry missed half the season so they could you know it's possible are the receivers bad they probably have one of the worst receiving rooms in the NFL that doesn't mean that they can't figure something out it's just Vrabel's so good at defying the odds that and I just feel like that he's dominated this division for so long that he can put a good enough roster together uh, to win it. And at plus 380, I like the experience. If, when Tannehill has been healthy, he's 36 and 19 as a starter in Tennessee. He has been, I don't want to say dominant, but teams just focus so much on Derrick Henry that it allows him to succeed. Uh, so I like Tennessee at plus 380. I'm not sleeping on the Titans, guys. There's, uh, I think there's also an interesting, like, I don't know if it's like a correlation. You can't reach that Titans helmet. What's going on there? Oh, look at those tiny little arms. You can't reach it. Um, for each has the <laughs> uh, I, I will say that I think what's interesting about this is that if you take Derrick Henry at eight to one to lead the league in rushing, he could do that, and the Titans could not win the division. Ooh. And you could cover your your you know you would cover your loss there. You could also have the Titans win the division, and Derrick Henry gets snaked in like week seventeen or week eighteen, excuse me, by I don't know Nick Chubb having a big game because the Browns are fighting for a playoff spot or something like that, and so. You could, you could, you know, you could cover your Henry bet with the Titans winning the AFC South. Now, obviously, if Derrick Henry gets hurt, you're losing both of these. So, the, you know, there's a that, um, I, but I don't, I don't know what would that be called a negative or positive correlation? I can't really. <laughs> I'm not sure. Either way, the point being is like, you, you don't like. You could easily win both of those. If the Titans win yeah. the division, Henry is going to be in the mix for that for that rushing title. Yes. But the Titans can win the division without him getting the rushing title. True. Absolutely. Absolutely. All right. Uh, we have one more bet that we're making right now, but we do need to take a quick break. You're watching Pick 6, and we'll be right back. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. 
Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. They say patience is a virtue. But for some things, we can't wait. Welcome back to the Pick 6 Podcast here with Breach and Brinson. If you're watching us on YouTube, make sure that you subscribe, comment, like, do the works. And if you're listening to audio, do the same. We have one more bet that we are making right now. And I believe it is my turn, right? Yeah, I think we've all gone through. All right, y'all have given a lot of value here. And as have I uh, with the Bengals here, this is one that I don't mind laying a dollar thirty on. The Cardinals under five wins. It's at minus 130. They have the lowest projected win total of the season. And for very good reason, it was at five and a half. Now it's at five, obviously with D hop. It seems to me that they're just tanking at this point, rookie head coach, rookie offensive coordinator, rookie defensive coordinator, rookie general manager. They got rid of D hop. They're probably going to get rid of Ertz next, like, and just do the, they're actually, they're, like, actually starting a, they're actually starting a, a, an infant at, at quarterback. Well, anyway, they, they, they benched Colt McCoy for Breach's daughter. Wait, I didn't know. I didn't even know they benched Colt McCoy. So yes, no, I'm even, even no, 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 no. Not, they didn't really bench him. I just meant. I just meant like they're there. They're like I we're tanking. We're just starting Breach's daughter at quarterback. They've yes, given up already. Yes, exactly. Yeah, Breach's daughter is already on our conference calls and stuff. So I think she's probably capable of doing it. But yeah, I mean, I, I just don't see them winning a lot of games. And Brinson, you brought up that this is probably going to dip to four and a half, and so you'll get even more value on that. But I don't mind laying this right now, especially when you look at the NFC West. The Niners' win total is eleven and a half. The Seahawks are at nine. The Rams, okay, they're at six and a half. But like you say all the time, Brinson, they've got Matthew Stafford and Sean McVay. The Cards might not win a game in their division, and they see those guys twice. So I, I don't, I don't mind that it's minus one thirty. I don't think that the Cardinals get over five wins. I had them. The Brinson model had them beating the Giants at home in Week Two, winning at the Rams, and winning against Seattle in Week Eighteen, and that was it. So, yeah, I mean, I'm with you. I'm with you wholeheartedly here. I think there is definitely a sense of, okay, we screwed up uh, with Steve Kime, Cliff Kingsbury, and Kyler Murray, the three Ks there. Uh, we, we need to <laughs> find a way, find a different, okay, it's new name. Uh, we need to find a different formula for trying to win football games. And they already moved on from Cliff Kingsbury, Monty Ossipport, and Jonathan Gannon. This is not a Steve, you know, Steve Wilkes situation where they're going to be one and done. They're not going to do that. They're not going to be paying all of that money to all the people that they fired. However, what they may do is say, we can dump out of this Kyler contract or even trade him. And, you know, I mean, just figure, figure out we can take an L and go draft Caleb Williams first overall by just being terrible this year. And that really, I'm not kidding. Like, I don't think it would be crazy if Kyler Murray doesn't play a snap before Thanksgiving. Uh, I mean, there. he tours ACL in December. Yeah. Well, I mean, even the ACL tear, it, it, even if he's okay to come back, say in week three, if you're 0 and three, do you really want to, or 0 and four, 0 and five, 
do you want to throw him out there and risk more injury when it's a lost season? I mean, Kyler Murray's going to want to play, but there will be no reason to rush him back. So you don't bring him back at 90%. He's got to be absolutely 100% if this team's struggling. And this, is, I think, is the only team in the NFL that's not favored to win a single game in 2023. And you look at wow. their schedule, and I know, Brinson, you mentioned three games they might win, but, like, I mean, let's just the first five games. They play at Washington. They have to go fly across the country. I mean, we're all probably picking the commanders there, right? The yes. Giants, Brinson mentioned as a possible, maybe they pull an upset at home. Then they I play mean, the Cowboys. Some games. I mean, right, like, right. You're going to win. Yes. Like, you're going to, everybody's going to win except for the, the, the Browns and Hugh Jackson. You know, the, like, you're going to win three <laughs> games in the 17 game season. Yes. But it's Commanders, yeah. Giants, Cowboys, 49ers, Bengals. That's their first five games. Like, what they the, could start zero and five. Could absolutely. Well, and, and think about it like this too. If they were, if they traded Kyler Murray, so Kyler, you can't do really do anything with Kyler Murray in twenty twenty three, and he's you know he's injured, so he's not you know, like it's just not going to happen. Um, twenty twenty four, the numbers are pretty nasty. Uh, Eighty one point five million dollars in dead cap space. But if you traded him, you would have a forty six million dollar dead cap hit. Uh, and pick up $5.6 million. Or if you released him after June 1st, you would have a $48 million dead cap hit, uh, $3.55 million in, in salary cap savings in 2024, and then another $33.2 million in dead cap space in 2020, uh, 2025. So the other option would be you draft Caleb Williams and you say, we're going to play Kyler for one more year. And just see what happens. If he plays well, maybe we can get something where we trade him because, you know, we start to look at that. You trade him, you know, after the 2024 season and the numbers or release him post June 1, like the numbers are not bad at all. Just $33 million in dead cap space uh, with with a, with a trade. And then a uh, $13 million post June 1 release, $20 million the year after that, $32 million in salary cap savings. It, it's just if when you're tanking like that and you, you tank to try to get Caleb Williams or Drake May, and you'd have those two first-round picks, the Texans and your own, it's very easy mm-hmm. to, like, just don't play Kyler. Hope you can trade him. Yep. And if you can't, you can release him after June 1st, or you do play Kyler the next year just in case Caleb Williams isn't ready to go. Yeah, I really like this bet because, look, even if they win five games, you push and you get your money back. And I don't see any way they win six games. So no. at worst, it feels like you're pushing. And at best, it feels like you're winning. Yep. All right. Love it. Brinson, what is your last pick? My final bet. Aaron Donald, defensive player of the year, 25 to one. Yeah. All right. (laughs) The defensive player of the year more than more than likely is going to come from a team with a good record. The Rams are not you know, predicted to have a good record. I think they're over-unders. Like, I was going to say, you're losing me. <laughs> well, they're over-under seven and a half though, right? And you just need six and a half. Like, six and a half. There you go. That's fine. Yeah. So you, I think it's juice to the over maybe a little bit, or maybe I think. Yeah. Um, yeah. Not, yeah. So juice to the over. So basically Vegas is projecting a seven and 10 season from the Rams. It, as I've said, and as I will say again and again, seven and 10 and 10 and seven are not that far apart. It's a couple of fluky bounces from a pig butt jammed into an oblong inflated, uh, you know, or like a, like an airfield pig butt that happens to be shaped in a, in a funky in a funky manner and bounces around the field in weird ways. Um, it's a team that won the Super Bowl two years ago. If they win nine or ten games, 
And Aaron Donald is one of the big reasons why he is going to be in heavy mm. consideration for defensive player of the year. It will require if Aaron Donald has an Aaron Donald like season. And I don't think he will play football unless he believes he can have one. And remember he sat out you know, They sort of sat everybody down at the end of last year. Um, if Aaron Donald can't be, if Aaron Donald plays, he'll be Aaron Donald. And as such, 25 to one for him to win defensive player of the year is just crazy when you consider just how many times he has been right there in the mix for defensive player of the year or actually won the award. Yeah. Yeah. I don't hate it. It's not impossible. It's not possible. Three times. Well, and if the Rams struggle, it is not impossible for, you know, a non-playoff team to have a defense player of the year. JJ Watt won it. I think Mm -hmm. he won it so many times. I think 2014, they did not make the playoffs and he won it. So it's certainly within the realm of possibility. The team does not make the playoffs and they have a player named defense player of the year. And she said, Brent, he wins it all the time. So Here's, here's here's how he finished. He finished uh, in, 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 over the course of his career. AP, he won Defensive Rookie of the Year his first year, Defensive Player of the Year second, Defensive Player of the Year fourth, first, first, fifth, first, third, and then last year uh, made the Pro Bowl but did not uh, get any Defensive Player of the Year votings because the Ram- votes because the Rams were bad and he sat out the final few games of the season. Like this guy Can't gets votes. Now. No, he should. They double, they triple team him. He still can't stop him from from getting to the quarterback. So, yeah, I love that. Um, Breach, what is your final pick for the season? The final pick. I got to top Brinson's plus 2,500. So I'm going with plus 3,000. Deshaun Watson to lead the league in passing. Uh, Look, Deshaun Watson led the league in passing in 2020, the last time he played uh, for a somewhat good team. And then obviously it's been downhill since then. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I mean, I guess that team wasn't good at all in 2020, but whatever. He led the league in passing in 2020 <laughs> last time he was on the field. So yeah. the thing is, if he can improve, then if he doesn't look like he did the last six weeks of last season, then there's no reason he can't put up huge numbers. I do know the Browns love to run the ball. They finished top six in rushing in each of the past three seasons. So there's that part where you say, yeah, well, they're going to run the ball. But if Deshaun Watson comes out and looks accurate, looks making smart passes, they have Elijah Moore now. They have Amari Cooper. They have Donovan yeah. Peoples-Jones. If he's lighting them up, he's just going to, you know, that's where you go. You say, all right, we're going to keep Nick Chubb back. They're going to pivot to the pass. And so this is basically a bet that Deshaun Watson is going to improve a lot. And at 30 to 1, I'll take it. And I will say, I thought about MVP at 45 to 1, but then I was like, if he's neck and neck with someone – he is not getting the pity vote. Uh, no. So I am not going to put anything on Deshaun Watson winning MVP, but I will put it on lead the league in passing. The, the one uh, concern I have with the Watson stuff is that every year we see one or two games in Cleveland where you just can't throw the football around. And you, know, you end up with somebody getting like 48 yards passing or like 123 yards passing. And if he catches two of those really windy games at home, um, it, it may be difficult for him to do that. But if the you know if the Browns' offense is, is what it's supposed to be, and Watson is back to his old self, not t- thirty to one is a pretty good number. Well, and that plays into breach our AFC North winning division because if he throws for that much and the Browns are good, then you know they could be a contender uh, to get to possibly the Super Bowl, even though. I don't know. I, I, I'm more with uh, Douglas in the chat. I don't want to comment on Watson. I don't want to comment on Watson anymore uh, either. 
All right, guys, we have just a couple minutes left here. There was some things that happened in the news, like for one, Tom Brady on his retirement. Um, Billy, hopefully I'm not I'm not putting this on you too quickly, but I think we have a video um, to discuss. It's probably my fault because I said that we were going to not do this and then we did. So one, Tom Brady says that he is actually retiring, that he's not going to come back. So thought, I mean, duh, I, I, did any of us really think, really, truly think that he was going to come back and play for the Raiders? I mean, really? Yes. You did? <laughs> yeah, I, no, I you didn't. Did. Okay. I kind of thought he was going to come back, personally. Breach? I mean, I, I, I'm, I'm, I, 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 I still don't fully believe that Tom Brady is is done. You can keep, I mean, keep saying you're done, buddy, but I'll believe it when the season starts and Tom Brady's not playing. Yeah, it, it, well, here's the weird thing is that Brady literally got asked about this in April and somebody was like, hey, you're interested in coming back or playing for the Dolphins? And he left the door wide open. He definitely didn't shut anything down. And now he's giving a different answer. Here we are a month and a half later. So it, it's like, I don't know what to believe with. I will believe Brady is retired when he is not playing for anyone on week one. I, you know, like, I don't think he, he does sound like he doesn't want to play and he is genuinely happy in retirement. Uh, but yeah, this guy, he could change his mind. Training camp starts. You know, he doesn't want to take part in OTAs. If he was going to play, he wouldn't do it until training camp anyway. So I won't believe it till week one and he's not on the field. All right. We have the video now. Let's uh, hear what Tom Brady has to say. The media, whoever it is, that's, constantly concocting a way for you to come back i'm certain i'm not playing again so i've tried to make that clear and i, I hate to continue to profess that because i've already told people that uh, lots of times but i'm looking forward to my my broadcasting job at fox next year um i'm looking forward to oh. the opportunity head with the with the raiders and we're in the process of that along with the other different things that i'm a part of professionally and in my personal life just spending as much time with my kids as i can and seeing them grow up and support the different things that they have going on and that's a very important job and i take them all pretty seriously what is i i i agree with tom Br i think he's mr dad now and he's going through the divorce and he wants to be around his family and i think his kids are his top priority interesting that he brought up the fox deal because wasn't there news that he was possibly going to postpone that and didn't want to get to the fox broadcasting deal in the next year did y'all read that yeah, I think it's probably more about uh, Brady giving a ton of money to be a Fox ambassador. So you're going to mm. see him talking a lot about Fox. Like he wants to bring up Fox as much as possible uh, as a Fox ambassador. He's like not even listed as like a like a game. I don't. We. I'll be interested to see what the job is. I think they really like Greg Olson and Kevin Burkhart. And Greg Olson's great. I don't know how great Tom Brady is going to be at that job. Yeah, and the one thing there is I think that the the New York Post had kind of suggested that Brady was unsure if he wanted to be in the broadcast booth. He was like 50-50 about it, but clearly if he was, he has now changed his mind and making it very clear that I am not passing up on my new job that is going to pay me $37.5 million per year. So, uh, yeah, and as Brinson said, who knows what his actual role will be, but he will certainly be doing something for Fox when he gets into the booth or whatever he does in 2020. He can end up being a studio analyst. But he also said he's taking this year off, so it, it won't be, you know, it, we're not going to see him out there this season. Maybe he shows up uh, for playoff work if they want him or, or in the studio, as Brinson said. But, you know, he's got I, a year I, to I think he's at, I think he's at the point right now where, like, if you listen to him talk on these videos and, like, like Tom Brady's obviously very eloquent and, and you know, I think he'd be very good. I just wonder how he will be 
I, I think he wants a year to have a he wants to have a full year of practice. You know, practicing being in the booth because you know if you, you read all the stuff like yeah uh, Tony Romo like he I think he just wants a full year of practice before he dives in head first is my is my guess. Which by the way is the smart thing to do and I and I will say that being in the booth is a lot of travel and a lot of work. It may not be as much as playing in the NFL, but you're still on an NFL schedule. So if you are wanting to spend more time with your family, jumping right into the booth and having that kind of travel schedule and work schedule doesn't really align with that. And yeah, I would think that you would want to practice because it's not as easy as it may seem, even if you know ball. Mm-hmm. All right, that is going to do it for our show today. I do want to mention one thing in the chat. Um, it appears that Dom, one of our faithful uh, listeners, is having surgery tomorrow. So, Dom, we wish you well with your surgery and, of course, a very, very speedy recovery. Uh, we always appreciate you in the chat. So we hope that you will be back very, very soon. Make sure well you said. join us next week for more off-season coverage. Remember to like, comment, and subscribe on the YouTube page. If you're listening to audio only, download, leave a five-star review, tell your friends to listen and watch the pod, and we will see you next week. Have a good weekend. moments of the UEFA Champions League 24-7. The UEFA Champions League channel is a new 24-hour streaming channel serving non-stop goals, highlights, and full match replays from the world's most prestigious club competition. Reminisce on your favorite moments, legendary players, and brilliant goals with the UEFA Champions League channel streaming around the clock on Pluto TV and the CBS Sports app.